Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant tommy do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales, leaders go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. Jude's misbehaving. We're going to have to throw him out the window. 16 flights crashing. All right, we've got a number of things to cover today because I think the world is losing it more and more and more every day. I don't get it. We also have Tim. Timmy's with us. Okay, Timmy, actually, you're a good guy to talk to because you live in the uh, the out, uh, what is it called? The exurbs, I guess they're called, right? The sticks. I didn't say sticks. <laughs> he said the sticks. Is Tim with us? He should be. I don't hear him. Okay, how about now? Uh, not That's great, but not great. we can hear you. <laughs> okay, and you guys figured it out now. It might help that, there we go. There we go. 
it might help that I put the microphone. Uh, it was like the thing wasn't pulled down by my face. It was up over my head. Yeah, so. generally yeah that's not know. good. That's why I, I was in over my head. Yeah. Now nice you're talking technique. about the hinterlands. Is that what you're talking about? No, I was talking about the exurbs, and Catherine said the hinterlands. Well, that's, that's what I get. Yeah, well, that's where I'm at. I'm out there in the sticks, baby, and I'm damn All proud right. of it. Well, I'm glad you joined in because we, we addressed one of these things on the morning show, and now since then another one of them popped up a couple oh, of minutes no. after the morning show. Like, or a couple of minutes, yeah, about 10 minutes before the morning show ended or something like that. I don't know what the hell the deal is. But uh, we'll start with uh, New Prague schools find no proof of racist taunts aimed at Cooper team, but then the next line is St. Louis Park and Robbinsdale districts won't play New Prague after racist taunts. No, they they proved that there were no racist taunts. What happened was the coach yelled out a play, and the name of the play is Nike, okay? Uh-huh. Now, some guy or some woman thought he yelled monkey. Oh, my God. And there are some, oh, yeah, oh, I'm not kidding you. It's gotten this bad. And it's getting, it's, it's getting worse by the day. One person, nobody at the game, the coaches, <laughs> the players on either team, the fans, the school, <clears throat> All of them said they never heard anyone holler monkey, okay? It was the coach who yelled Nike, and I don't know who heard him, whatever. But one person after the game, after everybody left the building, hopped on social media. We have got to do something about social media destroying this country. It's going to destroy this country. It it really does seem to, um, the mob mentality seems to rule no matter what. Yeah. And, and, And you're... The biggest problem, and I, I really don't know how it, you know, specifically applies here, but say, for example, in corporate America, I mean, it's all about the bottom line. It's all about the almighty dollar and yep. they will bend the knee as quick as you, you know, just like that in order so they won't lose money. Um, so they will instantly apologize or do whatever. or yeah, You know, it's it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just needs to go. It needs to go away. It, it needs really to go does. Away. And and this is piggybacking on what you're saying. Uh, God, let me see if I can find well, the actual site. I read a news story about it first. But we don't uh, have we don't have any words to use because we can't. You can't use donkey. Can't use Nike. Can't use. No. No. Thinky can't use anything. It starts in e in e y. You can't use because, of course, that could be interpreted as something. But it, this is not making sense. It's it just it's it idiocy. Is idiocy. It is. What idiocy. is there any? Is there any um, videotape evidence of the guy where you can clearly hear what he was saying? Well, that's that's only half of the story, apparently. Well, what's what, the other half? The other half is that one of the players at Robbinsdale went to social media and accused the new Prague audience of making monkey noises at her. Right, but nobody else but heard no them. One, just that one person. It's, just, it's one social media post, one student yep. making stuff up. And, of course, the superintendent of Robbinsdale, David Engstrom, I'll call him out by name because he's a scumbag, we believe the first person statements that they made about the incident, and they did experience racist taunts and jeers. So he just, yeah, like you said, he's just immediately folding because he's afraid well, of the consequences of not bowing yep. before the mob. Coward. And, he and here's is what's the other thing with that. Country. The other thing with that too. I mean, social media posts, 
and you've heard me say it before, and I cannot say it enough. Journalism, if you want to call it that, has become people have become so lazy because that's all they they don't have to even get up out of their chairs anymore. They go on Twitter and and Twitter says and and they they report, you know, like Twitter is an actual being and and this all encompassing, you know, authority that, okay, well, if it's on Twitter, it must be true. So their stories are crafted around social media posts. Right, they don't get up and yep. do their job. Oh, yeah, they'll just anymore. put embed tweets into a page and then say, "Here's my story." Yeah, yeah, I mean that's exactly, exactly it. <clears throat> okay, so what well, I was talking about, uh, 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 piggybacking onto things, <laughs> Tom, you're gonna love this. Andy, you can look it up too, or you know, Tom, the the name of the site, and it, this was actually from a story, and I don't know where the story is now. Uh, there's a new website called BookTriggerWarnings.com. Oh, yeah, I already know about oh, this. Oh, God. <laughs> Trigger warning. Where you oh, look up God. any classic novel in history, and they will tell you everything that's wrong about that novel with the trigger warnings. That's the bad so... words they use. Or, oh, includes swearing, includes... Yeah. I mean, it's the most silly stuff. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so people, if they're afraid of being triggered, they can go to this website and look up this book they're going to read. And if there's a trigger warning, therefore, they can they can avoid the book. Now, I just basically think this is where we're headed. It's mm-hmm. going to get to the point where all book pages are blank. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because yep. that's the only way you're not going to offend somebody. This I mean, this site is so dumb, though, that I have to believe it's some sort of parody. Because you it's, think just, so? it's beyond God. stupid. I mean, you the Holy Bible is on this site. It's got warnings for angels, fornication, <laughs> polygamy, wow. anti-Semitism, and Semitism. Oh, both. both in there. Both good. Semitism. I know. It's, it's yeah, it's so dumb <laughs> that it's difficult to believe anyone could actually take this seriously. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who are that damaged that they would actually think this is a good idea. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. It's beyond absurd. So I have a question for you. You watch the news, you listen to the radio, you read the newspaper. All they do is lie. That's all they do every day is lie their ass off because everybody just lies now. Uh, and that's that's a problem. The problem I have with it, whether it's New Prague or St. Louis Park or Robbinsdale, now it in Becker, apparently Becker students protest as anti-LGBT group presents to school board. Why are they presenting the school board? I don't understand. But literally, this hits home because this happened to me uh, several months ago. Okay, I was accused of doing something I never did. But uh, the only people, everybody lined up and said, he never did that. That's a flat-out lie. So they came up with seven other things I supposedly did. A flat-out lie, every one of them. You know the only people that supported it? The people who could benefit from me leaving. Isn't that amazing? So these are All things the, you allegedly said or something? What, what uh, was things, things I said or did, yes, absolutely. And reported in local media or, or what? No, or it was just a... No, uh, no, it was just uh, in the inner workings is a better way to put it, okay? So the only people who agreed with the initial person who started all this bullshit in the first place were the kiss-ass ladder climbers, the people who if they kissed enough ass knew they'd be moved up another notch in the, in the corporate belt. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's dis- this is all about money. And the problem I have with it, I don't give a rat's ass. I can defend myself. You're not going to hang anything on me because you can kiss my living ass as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, the ladder climbers and the ass kissers will be right there to support anything you tell them, which is a lot what this is all about. Mm-hmm. But the problem I do have is... Uh, whether it's New Prague or St. Louis Park or Robbinsdale or Becker, you're harming people who do not deserve to be harmed. And I Uh use that as an example because during this whole thing, my family was harmed by this. What they did to my family is unforgivable, but they do it anyway. They knew it wasn't true. They knew flat out it wasn't true. It's just they could benefit from it, so there you go. It's not about calling out people to embarrass them or whatever anymore. It's about destroying them. It's about destroying. You're absolutely right. It's got to stop. What ha- needs to happen, and I know this is going to sound kind of negative in front of three other honky men, <laughs> but weak men are a big problem in America now. What Men have turned into a bunch of candy asses. Oh, okay, whatever. And that Jesus, has, you children. And that has been a concerted effort over the past 40 to 50 years to... Yep, uh, it has. Uh, uh, to d- emasculate... Uh, uh, men, men in, yep. in particular, in particular, but white men, you know, men all over, I mean, in general, but white men in particular. Well, the best oh, theory God, I absolutely. heard about why that's happening is that we just came out of a hundred years of basically constant war that included drafts. So basically every generation had their strong men sent overseas to die. So what we're left is a lack Ooh. of men, especially a lack of strong men. I mean, Isn't that World War II alone, Oof. how many hundreds of thousands of Americans did that kill? Oh, God. Yeah, no doubt so about once it. So once you send off all your fighting age, fighting capable men to die, what are you left with? There's not a whole lot left to... Uh, no, it's very true. It's absolutely true. Uh, I just... It needs to stop. Whatever... First of all... Um, the Star Tribune, KQRS, channels 4, 5, 9, 11, whatever channel you got, whatever newspaper you got, whatever radio station you got, you need to back off these stories until you can prove. You can't just throw stories on your website because one side says they're true and the other side says there isn't. You're not reporting news. You're stirring up trouble and causing people harm well, they and agony. That. They don't care. They don't care well, at all. No, they don't care. Here's the time then to bring up... <clears throat> something that's really been sticking in my craw. <laughs> Tim, he's got really something in his craw. Me I mean, obviously the local media has no problem beating up on the Minneapolis police. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. want to know, and I looked it up, and honest to God, Tom, I could not find it anywhere but Wikipedia, and you don't know if that's true or not, but right. you got to go with right. what you got to go with because nobody seems to report it. Um, okay, so you cause a bu- you talk about the instances where the Minneapolis cops stir up trouble, the incidents. Right. And then you look up how many interactions or how many calls did Minneapolis police go on last year? And I I'm trying to I'll have to look it up again. It's either four hundred thousand or four hundred fifty thousand calls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you take that number of calls and you take up the the number of negative incidents. And there are going to be negative incidents. Again, bad apples in every crop, right? I mean, you just can't avoid it. It's part of life. Right. Okay, so measure, measure though. I mean, and yes, they're, they're egregious. They're tragic. I'm not denying that. I'm not trying to defend any bad behavior. But again, 
to take that number of incidents and measure it against the the total of actual calls mm -hmm. that they answer, what's the percentage of well, bad things tiny. happening tiny. Uh, against a four hundred against four hundred thousand? calls that they answer or 450 whatever it may be because again i don't know for sure has any local media outlet actually done the homework to no. find out that sort of thing no. and to you know because everything today is about science and you know the statistics and you know okay well where are the statistics here i mean if you if you're looking at it from from that perspective you're going to say well god you know it, it really is only a tiny percentage but instead, what you get on these reports, these blazing headlines or whatever, is that, you know, that, 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 that the, the cops are out there to do nothing but harm to people. It's ridiculous. You know? Absolutely but, ridiculous. And, but understand, when an officer answers any call, they are, they, they are at risk for bodily mm -hmm. harm or death. Yep, yep. Every call is that way. Some are greater, some they know that some situations are more difficult and way more dangerous than others. But every time you go out there, you never know, you know, you get the call, guy might be high on drugs, woman might be drunk, they might be armed, might not be armed, they might hate police, they might, you know, it's who knows, they might not like the color of the policeman that shows up, who knows? Yeah. Well, you know, Ralph, nuts. it's interesting because I realized after, you know, because I, there have been instances in the last few weeks of reports coming out that are pissing all over the cops. And I finally came to the realization, and I hate to say it, but I think I, I'm the guy that's being triggered by this shit because, right. you know, I grew up with it. And, you know, um, when I got old enough to know better when you're a little kid you really don't think about it that much but certainly when i got it old enough you know maybe in my teens or whatever i'd worry every night that my dad went to to the job wondering if he'd come home in the morning you know that that really did have an effect on me and i will say and i know i've said this before i mean he's been shot at somebody came in our house for christ's sake tried to stab him to death right Jesus. I mean, you know, uh, but I can also tell you with confidence in the 30 odd years or maybe closer to 40 that he was a cop, maybe took his gun out of the holster a couple, three times, you know, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, going to, you know, break up fights, getting beer bottles busted over his head, getting, uh, you know, Jesus. constantly me again. I'm not being a baby about this, but, you know, I got bullied quite a bit. You know, I got people coming up to me telling me that I wish your old man were effing dead. Oh, uh, you know, God. Uh, here's my all-time favorite instance, though, Tommy and, and Ralph and Andy. Uh, and Catherine. Uh, and Catherine. I, Catherine hasn't said anything. Hello, Catherine. Hello. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Catherine. <laughs> you guys are going to love this. You are going to love this. At one point, uh, some tough guys killed a pig and hung it in town. With my old man's name painted on one side and another oh cop's God. name painted oh, on the Jesus. other, with a with a badge stuck in it. Wow! What year was that, Tim? Oh God! It was probably it was had to have been the seventies. Also, it was right after nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That sounds yeah. All right. Yep. But we're also, you know, but again, I, I I'm incredibly proud of the old man. I mean. He saved sure. lives. I mean, one time there were some hostages being held, and he had an opportunity. It's too awkward to explain right now, but 
he had an opportunity to take down the gunman who was carrying a rifle, and he grabbed that rifle by the barrel and, and wrestled the guy to the ground. Jeez. I mean, he put his ass on the line for people to save people's lives. Right. So, right. Including you know, the shooter. Um, including the shooter. Yeah, the shooter. It was the shooter. He, a guy was holding hostages, and he took the shooter. He took the, 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 he grabbed the gun barrel of the rifle and wrestled the guy to the ground to apprehend him with his bare hand. He didn't use his, dad didn't use his weapon. He used his bare hands to, to get this guy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm deeply offended, and I really mean that when, I, when, when all this stuff is going on. It just, it deeply offends me because, again, you don't know the amount of stress that these cops go through. And, and, you know, they all talk about, well, they need to get this sort of training and that sort of training. You're goddamn right they do. Because I'll tell you what, Dad had to be a psychologist in the right. middle of the night when he had to go to somebody's house to tell uh, somebody that their child died in a traffic accident. I can't tell you how many times he oh, had to do Jesus. that sort of thing. His absolute, yep. The absolute part of the job, he hated, but he had to do it. Uh, you know, we're talking about a guy, you know, out of the army. He was an MP. He had no training to do that sort of thing, but it was part of the job and part of the stress that he endured. And, you know, part of the thing that explains why many of his colleagues didn't live very long. I mean, he was lucky. My dad was lucky because he was a farmer, too, full time. <laughs> And and honest to God, I, I maintain to this day, he lived till he was 87. He had that opportunity to get home, to think about something else and to blow off that steam by worrying about getting the crops in on time or whatever, you know, or, you know, we had beef cattle, you know, I mean, we had a full farm going, you know, it wasn't big, it wasn't massive, it was 80 acres. Uh, so, yeah, I think that he, because he had that diversion, it's part of the reason that that contributed to his long life. That in good genes. His his mom lived till she was eighty nine. So, and he has a sister who's still alive, thank God, and she's in her nineties. So, yeah. Otherwise, if you're a cop and you endure that stress and you come home, it's gonna get to you, man. And it killed a lot of his uh, uh, um, compatriot, his, his his fellow deputies early. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Absolutely. nobody ever addresses the stress. Nobody ever addresses the nope. uh, things that they go through on a daily basis. And, you know, uh, God, there was a it was a local report on a prominent news channel that was pissing all over cops again. And I and I finally came to the realization, you know what? I this I guess I have to admit it scarred me, you know, but I'm yeah. not, not again. I'm yeah. not being a baby about it, but I, I just kind of realized that. You know what? This is why I am the way I am. This is why I kind of always kind of have my dukes up, you know, kind of mm -hmm. have that attitude, you know, because I'm, I'm tired of taking shit on behalf of these cops. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I, I, yep. I defend them, you know, as much as I can, Tom. And it's like it just bothers me. And nobody else apart from KQ and, and the Tom Bernard podcast, of course. And mm -hmm. Who else talks about this sort of thing? Nobody. Nobody will do it. Nobody. They're all cowards. Everybody's a coward now. We got to take a very quick break here. We'll be right back with Sugar Tit Tim. We've decided <laughs> to catch your, your new nickname. <laughs> he just laughs. We'll be right it's back true. with Tim Lambert. It's true. It is not. We'll be right back. Dan Chesky's here from Dan Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. 
We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listeners? Our customers at Homeco Insulation in Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike, and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We're rocking out, man. All right, basically, we just uh, we're talking about the, the situation. Where, look, we're giving people far too much power they do not deserve. These people are not bright enough to have that much power. Where one person can spin this wheel and cause these problems, it's ridiculous. But our leadership is horrible right now. Yeah, that's the thing is blame the leadership. Blame the school superintendents and school administrators who took this baseless claim from social media and decided to paint an entire school district as a bunch of racists with it. It's, it's their terrible. fault. It's terrible. So, okay, it so is. let's go back to the beginning then. So w- there are two schools that refuse <laughs> to take on this school now because of this claim? That's correct. That's exactly yeah, who, right. The school again? What school is being... Accused? New Prague, uh, New Prague is uh, well. It's St. Louis Park and Robbinsdale who will not play New Prague anymore. They won't even play them anymore. There's no proof See, at yeah, all. It's ridiculous. This it's ridiculous. And again, you're 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 blaming the entire batch um, yep. for for the problem. Again, you know. Well, so and I just no, no, touch no. on it briefly. Again, it's 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 taking the bad actions of one cop and painting the whole department yep. as filthy. You know, it's the same sort of thing. It, it, it seems to be the way of things of doing things now, mm-hmm. where it just takes one instance. Why don't you find again? First of all, prove that that's what that coach was not saying that, 
right? I, I, it's ridiculous. He said Nike. Yeah. He said Nike. Yeah. And that's the name of a play or something? Or I, what was it? Again? Yes. Yep. It's I thought they were going to say a different word. Yeah. Nike. I mean, it, 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 it would see, there's nothing been done. See, the, the different, you know, there's nothing been done wrong. No. That, that's nope. so. So as far as the league should go, whatever the whatever governing body for these competitions, they should come in and say, "Well, if you're not going to play them, well, they're going to forfeit that game," because there's no evidence. This is baseless. I agree completely. You just lost those games. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, <clears throat> otherwise, if you're about to face a team that you know you're going to lose, you're just going to say, "Oh, well, I heard they're racist, so we're not going to play them," and then boom, <laughs> you're free of a loss. So if you're allowed to do that, then basically the entire sport becomes meaningless. So you're you sh- right. that should be a loss that you take when you refuse to play someone. I agree. I agree with both of you. And by the way, I'm going to change my name to the superintendent of New Prague Schools. You know what his name is? What is it? I guarantee you this guy's tough because with a name like his last name, you better be tough because I guarantee you got picked on a lot. <laughs> and I'm honoring his name. I love his name, but... New Prague Superintendent Tim Ditburner. Ditburner. Huh? And you know he was called Titburner Tit- his whole life. <laughs> Definitely Titburner. Hey, plus if his first name's Tim, his nickname has to be Sugar Tit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sugar Tit. <laughs> Sugar, Sugar Titburner. We should try to track down Timmy Ditburner. How, how can we get a hold of him for the next hour or later on this hour? Can, can we get a hold of him somehow? I doubt it. Well, come on. New Prague uh, Schools. How tough is it to find the New Prague superintendent? We're supporting the guy. You think he'd you'd like, like a little support, right? Yep. Look, yes. look, it's a tough deal for me. I love St. Louis Park as a town. I love Robbinsdale. Spent a ton of time in Robbinsdale when I was a kid. Later on in the, in the high school years, I went out to, to Robbinsdale quite a bit. Still do. I, I love the towns. It's got nothing to do with the towns. This has to do with the world the way it is today. And I, I am telling you flat out, it's because men, particularly white men, have become complete candy asses. I don't, I don't know what happened. You people are such cowards. It is unbelievable. So, so if, if they were to play uh, St. Louis Park, then they could not use the word nickel. So you couldn't use a nickel defense because that sounds oh, like... Oh, no, sounds, nickel defense is out. That can't save like, me a nickel, save me a dime. Yeah, no, because that, that sounds like Keiko. And we, we can't uh, use that Not word. that song, it doesn't, believe me. <laughs> well, again, Ralph, it's, it's to the point where you can't say anything. It's like the Trigger Book Warning website. Again, yeah. eventually, all books yep. are just going to be blank. Yep. You know, that's just the way... Where, when do you stop? Because they are going to be. How long have we been talking about this? It's going and going. And and you laugh at it. You roll your eyes. You're thinking, okay, people get offended about this. But it keeps going. It keeps going. It gets more and more ridiculous. At, at some point, it's going to stop. It's kind of like um, banning Dr. Seuss. I mean, at what point did they ban Hop on Pop? You know? I mean, they're right. going to find. If, and if they're not going to find something wrong with uh, more of Dr. Seuss's books, they're going to just say, well... Let's blame the author. He wrote this one book, so therefore, so we got to ban all of Dr. Seuss, right? There's gonna, there, there's no cutoff point for any of this. It gets worse and worse and worse, and then there's these, these mitigating factors. There's this, well, one social media post said this, right? So right, we exactly. got to believe that, and that, therefore, we're, again, do your investigating, man. It, mm-hmm. It's just laziness, is what it is. Yep. 
Well, it is. It is, and the, the, they don't have the personnel to do the. So, in the past, the press's due diligence was their investigation to make sure that this was these facts were correct. They've stopped that because there's not as much staff to do these things. They have deadlines, so they're just throwing this stuff out there. There is no due diligence in the press. So, well, the on top of that, true. it's always this thing about being first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Get the scoop. Shoot first. Ask questions later. You know, God, it's so amazing. Let, publish first. Uh, we can retract. We, you know, we can we can print a little retraction at the bottom of the paper where nobody will see it. You know, that's how mm-hmm. we save. That's no. how they save face. Right. You know, it's not like they're going to splash down in the headlines. We were wrong. No, 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 oh, no. no that's not going to happen. Benign little uh, uh, retraction somewhere buried on page six. That would actually be a good <laughs> law, know? I think, to pass. Is that retractions have to be placed in the same uh, place that the original story was placed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. If it's a Good front idea. page story, it's a front page retraction. <clears throat> yeah. If it's been on the front page of your website for two weeks, that retraction's got to be on the front page for two weeks. With a headline saying, we were wrong. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like it. We were wrong. I've admitted on the air several times over the last 36 years, to 50 years actually, when I'm wrong, I go in there and go, you know what? I was wrong. I, I, I said this. I thought it was true, but I was wrong. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with admitting you're wrong. No. People are going to respect you a lot more for that, too. When's that going to be? Yeah, you know, I think these, these, these uh, again, bottom lines, they're, they're worried that um, the bottom line is going to be affected too much, so they try to downplay any mistakes they make. When, in fact, uh, you're going to build trust in the people that you're your customers or whatever who buy your paper, watch your newscast, whatever, if you admit you're human, you admit you're wrong. Right. <clears throat> right. You know, I have Absolutely a lot true. more respect for people like that until instead of people trying to pull one over my eyes, you know, pull the wool over my eyes. Officer Dave loves good... you, by the way, Tim. Well, you tell who Officer does? Dave, and I've told, I've had the opportunity to speak with him on this podcast and tell him I love him back. I love him and, and, and all of his fellow officers. So thank you, Dave. I appreciate yep. that. And I will continue to speak out um, this, you know, because it's getting worse and worse, not getting better. It's getting worse and worse. So goddamn right. I'll do it at the risk of what I do. I don't care. That's the nice thing about getting old. I just don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I agree. I agree. You know? do, no, you know, no. Because I would rather go. Uh, what was it, Tommy? Rather uh, die, die on, on my feet, feet and. Being on my knees. And live on my knees. And live on my knees. Now, I got to tell you something. Well, now that you brought that up, it's funny you brought that up because I just saw something yesterday. I saw it a while back, but I saw it again yesterday. It's ridiculous. The original uh, statement was made 2,000 years ago by who was it, Andy? Rough. Apparently it was Bow. It was a canine. Maybe somebody knocked at the door. Somebody might have knocked at the door. He was mad at something. Okay, now, <laughs> is that not true, Andy, that, that and I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees was said 2,000 years ago by, I don't know, Socrates uh, or Euripides or one of those people. Let's see. No, I don't, think it it's, I don't think it's that old. It's old. I know it's very uh, well, old. Well, sometimes, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's sometimes uh, attributed to Aeschylus. Who was alive in 500-ish BC? So, so yeah, if he 20, did say it, then yeah, it's 2,500 years old. But the problem with these quotes is you never really know. Oh, but th- yeah, this other person could attributes it to Euripides, 
and then this yeah, person attribute, attributes it to Emiliano Zapata. So yeah, Zapata. What that was? What 150 years ago? So it was either 2,500 years ago or 150 years ago. I mean, come on. It yeah. was not Zapata. Zapata didn't say it, but he didn't invent it. He did say it, but I say it all the time. They're going to give me credit for saying it originally because I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Two hundred years, happening? it'll be quoted to you. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Once again, you can't prove who actually said it. So whomever I want to have said it first is the one who said it first. Isn't that yeah. ridiculous? That's right. And, and, and the people who have said it, like Zapata, were probably an educated man. He knew yeah. he had heard that right. as uh, something from antiquity and had been educated. So that, that represents his education, his intellect, so, to a certain extent. Well, there you have All I know is he's no, it might be Zapata, but he's no Tim Ditburner. I'm just <laughs> telling you. Sugar you see dip, what I'm saying? Ditburner. Sugar dip. I guess I would like. Sugar did. I would like to know the number of calls that media have made to the police to investigate potential break-in, um, you know, vandalism yeah. and things like right. that. Yep. Do, do, do they use the police services? Are they choosing not to use the police service ever um, for this sort of stuff? What about theft of newspapers and theft? You know, there all sorts of things that can that can interfere with their uh, publishing their information, and you know. You know, do do any of the newscasters do they ever call the police, or are they just well, are they just not using those services because they're just so so angry about it and so bitter? Well, they used well, to call the police. To me, but, it's got to be yeah. readily available. I mean, now more than ever, for Christ's sakes, it's a it's a click and a clack away on your keyboard, right? Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, it, 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 they're just no. If you want to use your keyboard for good, if you want to use that newfangled thing called the internet for good. Don't go to Twitter. Go to the no. county, the, the government websites. Get statistics. Balance your story out. Again, I'm not denying that there are horrible instances that need to get, get reported, right? But give it some goddamn perspective. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. Perspective. Well, remember when uh, the NASCAR driver, Bubba Wallace, he, uh, he saw a rope hanging from the ceiling in his garage. Yep. Yep. And he decided that it was a hate crime. So the FBI sent out something like seven agents to investigate it. Mm-hmm. And it turned yep. out to be a string that you use to close the garage door with. That's correct. They sent seven FBI agents out to investigate this. Now, it was tied in, an, in a new style, but well, that's where you could put your loop, hand yeah. through and pull a it A loop down. is not it a tied noose. in a loop. Noose yeah, a loop is, is not a very noose, specific right. way to tie. A noose is something that uh, if you pull on it, it tightens. A loop does not tighten because yeah, a loop otherwise tighten, it would catch right. your finger and you wouldn't like that. You know, no, it's I interesting. I mean, and I think we're coming back around on a big story, a similar story that was all over the. Uh, I remember, you know, <clears throat> David Muir on ABC. Everything sounds so urgent, like the sky is falling every time he reports on right. something. And I remember him um, reporting on the Jesse Smollett thing. Yep. <laughs> I remember the podcast <laughs> episode that we come like, out and said we were wrong. I, Did not a lot of people say we were wrong? <laughs> a lot of people still are they're adamant that it really happened for real. They're like, well, no, we were never empire. wrong. This is real. It's just the uh, white supremacy getting away with it. And and there's a large number of people who uh, insist that Rock Hudson wasn't gay. 
Well, yeah, that's the thing. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, never, well, certainly. Uh, no, yeah, never you know, underestimate they're, they're, denial. You know, people, people can't, can't accept the fact that, you know, people may have may make choices that aren't necessarily what you think they would make. You know, and yeah, Rock Hudson, he's gay. Yeah, and, and well, God, know, I'm a happy only... guy, he was successful, great actor, unbelievable actor, great, oh, yeah. he was great guy. Good. You know, you know, and it's okay. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm only 35 years old, and I still remember times when it was like, oh, I thought you were Catholic like me. Oh, I'm sorry, we can't really, uh, we can't hang out anymore. Oh you, yeah, you don't believe what I believe. <laughs> Luther, you're not you're not Catholic. You're a Lutheran, so uh, you know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but they pretty much are the same. Well, they, oh, my oh, God, I'm terribly sorry. Or, or to the but, Catholics, I don't know what who, who I offended more. Yeah, I mean, this was in the '90s, so it's not like this is some like you know, oh, prejudice used to exist a thousand years ago. No, right. it's I mean, it's still existing right now. Oh, the prejudice in the news is unbelievable. Exactly. So yeah. People act like prejudice is some, like, old-timey thing that we're moving past. But, no, we're just replacing one with the other. Humans don't seem to be able to function without it. Of course, you need to be with your tribe because that gives you the most comfort. Safety, yep. Safety, comfort, common interest. It stimulates you because you have the common interest, common language and things like that. That is always 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 going to be there and if it's not there you're going to create your own language yep. you're going to create your own dialect you're going to create your own sphere so that you can have control over it you know you can't it's hard to conceptualize being a world citizen because man that'll blow your mind because there's a lot of places you go you can't yeah. hear understand what people are saying rally I know it's all true. We're just somehow going to have to slog through. But 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 the fact that we just hand it over to one person complaining it, yeah. whether they're making it up or whatever, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it's cowardice to back down to something like that. Yep. For for that principal or whomever it was to back down the way he did, what a coward you are. We have Ty Carver on the phone. Ty, your Carver. Neither. What's happening, Pally? What's happening, Pally? Go. Going back to the uh, Bubba Wallace thing at uh, the racetrack, he never saw it. It was uh, the pull-down rope for the garage door, but it had been there for, some say, up to three years. Yeah, years. There was pictures right. of the two races the year before that you could see it in the background. And God. it just happened to be, you know, luck of the draw that he, that, that team got that stalled in the garage that had the noose for a pull-down and it was a, it was a very realistic looking noose i mean you can look up pictures of it and, and it's uh it wasn't just a you know rope tied into a circle it was it made it look like a noose but it had been there long before that and wallace never saw it is what was reported and it's just like like you said it's just oh no everybody panic because this happened to him now it didn't. It just was bad luck that he got that stall, and that you know, at that time of what was going on around the world, it's hey, let's make a really big story of it. And why didn't somebody just say, hey, this is BS, and just untie it, throw it away, be done with it, put a regular loop so so he can get the garage door? It just makes no because sense. Then he doesn't get lots and lots of attention uh-huh. because now he's the NASCAR. Yeah, well, he's the one NASCAR driver that everyone can name now. Yep. You know what I'm going to do, Tiger Carver? Here's what I'm going to do. After the show today, I'm going to get back on Twitter because I've been off it for nine years now or whatever it's been. I'm going to get oh back on Twitter. Look out, world. I'm going to be, 
I'm going to be the one person, I'm going to put in there, that Ben and Jerry stole all your ideas for ice cream. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, that works. See how believable that is. <laughs> hey, the other thing's not believable, so why not this? May as well lie your ass. Yeah. We are teaching our children to lie their asses off. We're, we're, we're applauding yeah. them. We're praising them for being liars. It's disgusting. You know, the funny thing about it is, is that how many of these social media sites, whether it be YouTube or Twitter or whatever, <clears throat> especially those whom they don't agree with, their ideologies, They'll yank them off from those platforms like nothing because they're spreading misinformation. Right. That's, oh, yeah. what, that's what these sites are all about is misinformation. Mm-hmm. That's all How they do. How about shut the whole misinform. damn thing down because it's misinformation? <clears throat> Works for me. That would be Works for me. All right, Tiger Car, we'll get that ice cream wagon ready to go. You only got a few more weeks, though. You got to get back out there again. Yep, this is true. It's ready to run, so... So when do you actually get Stay out there for the nice, first time? Nice warm days again. Is that May usually? When are we going out? Um, no, we got a couple events in April. Oh, good. Already, and it, it just depends on uh, weather. Um, you know, this year is going to be real interesting because, of course, with everything else going on <clears> between <throat> gas prices and supply supply crap, oh, our yeah. prices have gone way yeah. up. So we're uh, scrambling to figure out a new menu so we can keep everything under five bucks because some of the stuff we had last year at four dollars, we wouldn't be making enough money on it if we priced it at six. It went up like fifty percent. Yep. So everything's going right now. Holy crap! That's amazing. I don't see people coming to an ice cream truck and spending six dollars on an ice cream sandwich or a pot, you know, push up. And mm-hmm. two and a half, four dollars. It's like holy, not you know, the stuff that's gotten ridiculous. It's so, true. Yeah, we're we're scrambling around trying to find uh, find a, a new menu. <laughs> yeah, probably a good plan. What? Tire, thank you, sir. Oh, no problem. Have a good one, guys. You too. We got to take a break here, Timmy. Great show today. I like it when you're angry. Well, I you know. I don't want to get this reputation of being a, a you know crab ass and everything. No, you're but not. Certainly, not if I am going to, uh, you, you know, I'm telling the truth. You know, I'm not just bitching to bitch. I mean, these are these are legitimate issues that need to be addressed. And again, there's really nowhere I can address them, except for you, Tommy Bernard. Works for me. I, I appreciate it. it. Uh, and even yeah, if you got I, your... So I appreciate the opportunity to do it, and uh, and I will continue to do it. And I, I'll put on my happy face next time. How about that? No! Well, if there's nothing to complain about, that's fine. All righty. All right. Have a great day, Tom. We'll talk to you Thursday, and everybody else have a great week. Thank you. You too, sir. Yeah. Thank you very much. We'll be back in a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen, with Hour 2. Kristen Burt will join us, and we'll get her all pissed off, too. It's going to be wonderful. She doesn't do that. She doesn't get pissed off. Not really. She doesn't get mad at ever. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in a few minutes with the family. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. 
Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the motor sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. We're rocking out, man. That's all I have to say. Yeah, baby. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that sounds sounds like Kristen Burt. Yep, that's Kristen Burt. Right no, no, the song's about her. Oh, okay. What is it? Pain in the ass? Is that what it is? <laughs> <Pretty nice. laughs> Kristen Burt joins us, ladies. How you doing, Kristen? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're just trying to slog, slog through life. There was a this situation going on in the state where, again, this is racist and it's horrible and nobody can prove it ever happened. And most people, 99.9% of people said it never happened, but one people on social media did. So now there's this big hubbub over nothing, apparently. One person said they heard it and they said it never, everybody else said it never happened. Well, that's just classic Minnesota, though. It's just a, it is, instantly right. cave. Yeah, Minnesota's a big, big cave state to yes, this kind of thing. they sure are. I don't know what happened, but it's, it's probably the most cowardly state that exists. That's really kind of negative, calling it a cowardly state. No, but, true. You know. Call, telling it like is it is. Is that the new state slogan? Come visit us. We're cowardly. We're cowardly. <laughs> it's between we're cowardly or we're spineless. It's you know, one of the two. Like one or one or the other. I don't know. It's, it's just the whole thing, Kristen, is just wearing me out. Honest to God. Everybody's horrible. Did you know that? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on in the world, isn't there? (laughs) 
but a lot more than there needs to be. Everybody, my feelings are hurt. You were mean to me. Oh my God! It's a, well, we had a guest on the on yesterday uh, who's a professor at Emory University, so he's not a dope. Was talking about all these different things that are claimed to have happened that never happened. I mean, it's just the whole thing is just. What was he talking about yesterday, Kevin? We made a, he made a very very good point. About some of this. Oh, oh, it's the uh, the Heisman Trophy winner from four years ago, right? Oh, right. Heisman Trophy winner oh, four yeah. years ago. He had to apologize because apparently on social media, he 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 <laughs> typed in, "You guys are you guys are so queer." Well, he called someone queer when he was 15 years old. Yeah, which was like years and years before. I mean, it's 15 years old. You expect them to it's say stupid. dumb things. That's yeah. Okay, but. My argument is still this, Kristen Burt, when I was a little kid, and that might have been a few years ago now when I was a little kid, but uh, there there were a couple of grandmas that lived in my neighborhood, and I remember they used that word. I said, how are you today, Mrs. Blah? I don't want to say their name. How are you you today, Mrs. Blah, blah, blah? And she said, oh, I'm feeling a little queer. And she would use that phrase, I'm feeling queer. I mean, I'm just feeling kind of odd today. There's something a little off. So when did we lose queer in that tense? We, I mean, we've, I can remember, I'm just trying to think, it has changed in terms of our vernacular and how we use certain words. Even yeah. if you look at the word gay, gay originally mm. meant like happy. It had happy. nothing to do yep. with sexuality. Yep. So words have changed um, meanings over the years. And you kind of, the one thing you have to do, you do have to adapt. Now, if someone's looking at something Social media is a mess, but I mean, if you're looking at a word, queer, I would say 10 years ago, we were using it the way we use it today. But I'm saying if yeah. maybe right. 20, 30 years ago, if let's pretend there was social media and you'd written queer as not in the terms of sexuality, but just in terms of, oh, I'm feeling queer, mm-hmm. meaning I'm just feeling odd or different. You have to look at the context of, of the time period. Right. Well, wait wait so. a second. Isn't isn't the Q in the in the list of letters? Well, yeah, they're allowed to use it. You're not allowed to use it, I guess. I don't know. It's like people well, what do you, mean? you can use it. I mean, you could use and say that he identifies as queer. I think that that's... He identifies but as queer. I, I it's different saying than saying you, he is queer. I mean, I, I, or what have you... I just, it doesn't... It just doesn't make sense. I guess you just don't say, though. I guess we're just not using it anymore. Like, queer meaning I feel odd. That kind of no. thing. Like, oh, I'm feeling queer But today. it still has so, the same so, meaning. No, it The doesn't. meaning didn't go it away. It doesn't. It doesn't. Meanings do change. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my God. All I know is this, and you tell me I'm a liar. Every day after school, I sat down and watched the Flintstones have a gay old time. Mm-hmm. Right? It was right in their song. Good. Well, but you also watched the them smoke <laughs> Winston's, so, you know. Yeah, you also smoked Winston cigarettes right cartoon during the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> we all smoked right? Like, we used to sit on airplanes in smoking and non-smoking sections, which we know that there was no difference. No, <laughs> no there was no the difference. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I would say this. Nobody has the right to claim they own a word. That's the part of it that pisses me off. You don't own that, that word. That is true. There's a lot of that right now. It's, it's like, ridiculous. oh, well, you said this, but what you meant is this, because that's what I right. interpreted as. Because that's it's, what I think. Tom, how no. often are you needing to use the word queer? Well, I never do. Honestly. Well, that word in particular, right. no. But it's like, you know... I, there's a lot of examples of that kind of thing where it's like if someone makes yeah. the okay hand gesture, they're immediately flashing white power. Oh, that's Even right. Even if it's they meant to say now. okay, 
they're now a Nazi well, I don't because be associated with that. <laughs> so, well, but that's the thing. It's saying? like, why did we allow like, that to become that way in the first it. place? It's well, like, okay, like, so if a small group of people decides that, you know, having blonde hair makes you a Nazi, are you going to go out and dye your hair? <laughs> exactly. Well, and the OK symbol is universally known as it is. O- it's just across OK. The world, Every yeah. single language says OK. Right. It's like to take that word away. Well, it's is, not the word. It's, not, it's, it's the uh, the hand gesture well, where you yeah, make but a that, circle. Like I said, that's that's yeah. universally Kinkle, accepted. Please. It's very specifically. It's very specifically um, placed when you do it in a photo. And I'm not talking about us just flashing like, okay, great, thanks so mm. much. I'm talking about uh, the group that has co-opted it. They like there's a certain hand placement of where it is and that type of thing so you kind of know that it's associated with that group well what do you mean there's a there's a location there's a certain location well first of all yeah, okay kind of like there's like a subtle place where you do it when you do it in a photo you'll see if you like look at the photos over and over again they that's like, also a uh, misconstruency i've heard um i don't this isn't something that people did when i was a kid or in this area i think it's specific to certain areas of the country but what they would do is that they would put the okay symbol like they'd hold it in their hand and place it on their leg and if you looked at it then they get to punch you in the arm it's right. some dumb yeah. kid oh, thing. Well, it's like Alex. punch buggy, but with the OK symbol. <laughs> so people started doing that right. in pictures, and they're like, oh, you looked at it, I get to punch you in the arm. Well, and then Alex. people decided to assign this nefarious, you know, kill everyone who isn't white meaning to it. Alex said that her friend has a, I don't remember, it's mm-hmm. third grader or fifth grader. And what they do is they make a sign next to their penis Oh the boys, yeah, see, and if another dumb. boy looks at that su- sign, yeah. that means that he's gay. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything can mean anything. Yeah. You know, you can exactly. make up anything all the time. Well, and when you're a kid too, it's well, yeah. it's also it's stupid. <laughs> well, full disclosure, I am giving Kristen the finger right now, but she can't see it. <laughs> oh yeah, there's two. I don't worry, uh... I'm giving it right back to you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> She's double-barreling it, too. He's double-barreling it. knew what I was talking about. Apparently, it's called the circle game. Yeah, the circle game. Right, exactly. The circle. I'm going to look this up. Cause oh, it's I, true. The way, I, the way I described it makes it sound really dumb, but I think that might actually be how it goes. <laughs> yeah, Indeed. you create a circle with your thumb and your, your pointer finger, and then, yep. yeah, you just, uh, like, hold it in your hand like that. And then if someone looks at it, then you get to punch them. That's literally punch. that's literally what it that is. That sounds exciting. I know. It sounds like a fun game, doesn't it? What it sounds like a fifth life. grade boy, doesn't it? It does. But then <laughs> yeah, they started they started like doing it in pictures to trick Well, it's like um when I was a kid there was a game called The Game. And the rules are if you think about the game, then you lost the game. <laughs> So okay. the idea is to not think. It's like uh, don't think about it's pink like elephants thing. It's um, I guess the idea is like you know you could just go up to say someone and say you just lost the game and they're like oh geez I just thought about the game because you said it. You know, it's it's like a dumb kid thing. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, kids love that stuff. So I have a question for you because I'm just doing it now. When I give people the OK sign, I aim the zero that I'm making with my thumb and my pointer finger. I aim that at them. And the other way around, you'd have to aim the W at them with the other three fingers. So it's a completely different hand gesture. Well, yeah. You see is. what I mean? Yeah. We have Wendy on the phone. 
Oh, I'm giving her the W right She's now for Wendy. W for Wendy. <laughs> w for Wendy. <laughs> you know, and that was that was something that I had a question of. Okay, riddle me this, people. If we can't do the okay symbol because we think it's white supremacist and it's it's a sign that it's theoretically a sign that's appropriated to a certain group of people to mean something offensive. Okay, so we're going to outlaw gang signs too because I actually know some of those living in the neighborhood I live in, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm reasonably certain there's a lot of those that are, you know, they mean really bad and highly offensive things to other groups. Right. It can't just be one. If it's one, it's all of them. Right. That's true. No, I agree. Well, I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves, most of this kind of thing is basically a cudgel that the media uses to silence people they don't like. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, I don't like the people that will get real weird like that. I mean, if somebody says something, like if I post something and someone on my page gets all, you know, hell-bent for leather about it, I reply to them, you know, my page is not a democracy. It's not a place for you to come post your opinions. It's, you know, it's my kingdom. It's where I post my opinions. And if you get to be a jerk, I'm kicking you out of my kingdom, which I have to say to people. <laughs> but it's a, difference, it's a difference between the peace sign and the victory sign. Right. You know, yeah. one is, one is yeah. you know, when Winston Churchill did it, the back of the hand was toward the audience. But typically the peace sign is the front of the hand is toward the front of the Front of the hand or the Palmer services toward the audience. You have, you know, you have a lot of older people, like you know, my my mom. God forbid, my mom would give the okay symbol, and she would have, she she'd be like, yeah, this means okay. It's like, yeah, yeah, it does actually. It means everything's okay. And doesn't the okay symbol? Isn't that how in American Sign Language is not the symbol for okay? Also, so we're going to take that away from somebody because it offends somebody. Well, it's their fault that they're blind and deaf. Yikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Offended people, be gone. We're letting people who's, who used to spend a lot of time crying to themselves in their parents' basement, we're letting them have all the power. We need to I take agree. it back. Normal people. We Just gave them social people. media. That's the problem. What was that? What was that, Kristen? Yeah. We gave them social media. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's going to destroy I, the world. It is. You know, it's like I post stuff in my my garden and my cooking and funny memes and just stuff like that. You know, I do have other friends, or rather the word is I had other friends because, you know, they're on timeout or they're kicked out. Um, But all they talk about, they're they're so obsessed with talking about, um, you know, how certain people are offended by this and certain people are offended by that and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear about how anybody's offended by stuff like that. I mean, if a word in a book offends you, you have greater problems than that book. Right. Yeah, no question. Well, I mean, you think about that. F. Scott Fitzgerald used the big N in his books back in the 1920s. I mean, that's because it was the word, apparently. I mean, we're going to get rid of F. Scott Fitzgerald now because of that? Well, Tom Sawyer. Oh, oh, Tom Tom Sawyer. Sawyer, yeah. Well, and a lot of people make the mistake of looking back into history and trying to see it through the lens of today. It's that you can't do that. That's true. I mean, you can accept that things back, I mean, things back when those pieces of literature were written, that was the way things were. Mm -hmm. And the majority of people didn't think it was 
you know, this or that or some, you know, the word I hate the most, microaggression. It's like (laughs) Yeah, you're um, not a microaggression type of person. No, I'm a macroaggression. If you get too pissy with me, (laughs) I'll just tell you where to go. Good. (laughs) I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am my father's daughter, and I'm very proud of that fact. Yeah, that's how it should be. No question about it. All right, W is for Wendy. Excellent. I can't make a T. T for time? Can yeah, you can make a T, like time out. You can do the T, time out T. That would be, be perfect. Okay, Thank you, Wendy. With one hand, it turns out like the finger, so sorry about that, Tom. Yeah, no problem. Don't worry about okay. Don't worry about my feelings. It's just fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. We love you. Love you too, sister. Bye. So Kristen, to kind of shift gears here for a second, Mm. Catherine and I saw The Adam Project a couple nights ago and loved it. Yes! A good movie, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was really terrific, Catherine. Yeah, as soon as I saw a spaceship, I thought, Tom's out. He'll just, like, wander away and not come back. You don't like anything sci-fi. Like. I'm not a big sci-fi guy. That's true. But, but was, no, I liked it. Yeah, it was really. It was a fun movie. Well acted. Ryan Reynolds is incredibly talented. Don't you think? He's very charismatic. I find. Yep. I, oh, I've yeah. interviewed. Oh, have yeah. you interviewed him before? Because he's very no. charismatic in person as well. Um, funny. Doesn't take himself too seriously. And you kind of see him play with that on social media. Um, if anyone's following his account and. Jennifer Garner's another one, just so down to earth. Yeah, she was terrific in it. Yeah, I, I adore her. She, she's a lot of fun. Yep. And, and the kid, uh, played by Walker Scoble, he's really good. Oh, yeah, he was great. What a yeah. cute kid. He's super cute, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's really cute. What is the kid's name? Walker Scobell. Walker Scobell. Yeah, he yes. was really good in it. He was terrific in it, as a matter of fact. You think? Yeah. It's been sweet to see, like, Jennifer and both Ryan are like, this is his movie. Like, he's a superstar. Wait to eat. This is, like, just the start of his career. I thought the movie was funny. I thought it was very well acted by all uh, all the people contributing. Yeah, I just, we, we liked it. Yeah, I suppose you could say it was 10 minutes too long or something like that, maybe, if, if, if that's what you feel. But, I yeah, I literally just had a, we had a really nice time watching it. No doubt about it. And right? you can't say that very often with movies these days, to be honest. <laughs> well, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I don't know what that's all about, but what are you going to do, right? I know. It's just, it's so interesting because we're seeing, you know, in a couple of weeks, we've got the Oscars happening and so many people, I was just listening to a podcast, someone was like, I don't care about the movies. I'm not even thinking about it. And they're in Los Angeles and they're thinking, I'll go to a party, but I'm not invested at all in what's happening in the awards shows. Right. And I think that that's a majority of people in the United States. I think the last Oscar winner I can name is Titanic. <laughs> wow. Were you wow. 12? <laughs> I yeah. think I might have been, actually, yes. Let's see, when did Titanic come out? Uh, I was 11. So, hey, there you go. That's was only close. 24 years <laughs> last time I remember. Only 24 years ago. I could not tell you who won the Oscar last year. I have no idea. Oh, God. No. Because I, I don't Lab. care. Who was it? Nomadland, I think. I remember oh, Nomadland oh, like uh, yeah, getting a lot of acclaims or whatever, but yeah, did yeah. it actually win Best Picture? Let's see. Yeah, that was on everybody's lips. Yes, uh, it was Best Picture. Time. 
It was yeah. yeah, it was a good movie. That was a good movie. She's terrific. But years ago, everybody would talk about who won the Oscars. Everybody, everybody used would talk to care, about yeah. that. Everybody would yep. talk about who won yep. who won uh, the World Series. Yep. Uh, you know that or what was going on in the Olympics. Everybody would talk about that. All that has gone I mean, none away. None of those. The World Series, uh, Super Bowl, Olympics. I just don't care about any of them. Yep. You know, it's crazy. I didn't even know like the Paralympics already wrapped up and I usually watch a couple of the events on, on Paralympics because you know they follow several weeks after the Olympics and I looked the other day and I'm like oh my gosh they're already over I didn't see any coverage social media sports nothing and maybe it's because Ukraine is the top issue in all of the news sites but I couldn't even tell you an athlete who competed this time around here you go I mean it's, yep. that, that is going away I mean, the, the traditional kind of sports and that, or sports entertainment is what it really is. It's going away. People aren't watching it. People don't care about it. It's gone. It's, well, it's a shame. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, this is one thing we were talking with the uh, guy yesterday uh, is that merit is not really in vogue anymore. And these uh, award shows and that kind of thing, theoretically anyway, are all about merit. You know, who made the best product or who's right. the best at this sport or whatever. But since we don't like merit anymore, then why would we like merit-based awards and merit-based competitions? Hmm. I think it's kind of like a zeitgeist thing. Yeah. Well, But if you look at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl still is very popular. Not like, as not, a not like it used to be, though. Hmm. I don't think. Let's see here. Uh, the Largest amount of money uh, ever was bet on the Super Bowl this year. So Largest amount of money, yes, but what about the viewers? Mm. Let's see here. I Super watch Bowl. it less because I used to watch for commercials, and now they you know, show them to you a week before. So I'm like, well, there's no point for that. Lindsay I used to watch the halftime show, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, Lindsay and I tried to watch some of the Super Bowl commercials. They were awful. We had to turn it over there. Like I heard the that they were 15. as bad as they were. We turned been. it off. They were awful. Yeah. Just awful. Good. You know, they, they spent a lot of money on talent, and but they were just poorly done. If you look yeah. at the rating of the Super Bowl, uh, for a very long time, from like 1970 to 19, or no, no, like 2000-something, it got an average of like 40 to 50. That's the rating. Uh, the past... Two years, it has not breached 40. Okay. And it's been in the low 40s for four years. So the ratings, it's going down, that's for sure. So, yeah, well. well it's it, really sad when you look at it that way, though, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think about that? It is. Those are the American traditions are sort of fading. Um, yeah, a lot of them are. A lot of them have been. Well, TV is one of those American traditions that it's like, how oh, yeah. often do, you, do yep. you get your family and gather around? It's, oh, it's 6.30, that one show that we got to watch is on. It's just not something Never. that happens anymore. You can all sit Never. in your own rooms on your yep. phone it's and watch it. It's not real anymore. <laughs> exactly. You can sit, sit in the doctor's office waiting lounge watching your show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. things have been that, that phone in your pocket, that device yep. has changed. It has dramatically Change the culture mm-hmm. of the world of the well, world. Well, things that used to be the glue that held our, you know, collective American society together, they're they've been picked apart. Yeah, did you yeah, watch Friends all last night? Destroyed or subverted? Yeah. yeah. No, there's no water fountain. Cho- there's no water fountain anymore. People are virtual. I mean, it just is right. Just what is the last changing. show that would you say was like the one that everyone saw? Like Game Probably of Thrones. Friends. 
Game of Thrones. That was that was like probably oh, that was what a decade ago at this point. I've never. I saw it for about five minutes. Oh. I, not my thing. What was that one about the family and they had an autistic kid and uh, life goes on. I don't know. Was that it? Was that like about five, six years ago? Everybody's watching that. No, Maybe never even longer. heard of that. So, uh, so not everybody. Was You're not about bringing the... life goes on back. That's the one from the mm. late '80s, early '90s. Oh, doing all right. We got to take a break. It. We'll take a break. Be right back in just a couple of minutes with Kristen Burt, and I have a uh, something to tell Catherine on the air. But it's for oh. all of you, actually. No, it's a good thing. It's a, oh. well, it could be a good thing. We'll we'll find. We it. hope it's a good thing. We'll be we'll be right back. I'm terrified. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. If you were like me and constantly finding yourself in weight loss mode, I have great news. Continuum is here. It's new and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation. Find out more today. Simply go to their website, Continuum Weight weightwellbeing.com or call or text them at 952-491-6527 and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays, 11.15 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing Life Beyond Weight Loss Mode. Kristen, I didn't know you could play a guitar like that. That's phenomenal. Isn't she great? Isn't that amazing? I just learned player. about five minutes ago. Five minutes ago. She's a prodigy. You could never tell. I, just hear it and then pick up an instrument. <laughs> All right, you might have to come to town in August, Kristen. 
What's happening in August? Well, we might have to have a dinner because I just saw something that that appeared on my screen just a few minutes ago. On August 19th, which is a Friday, Mm -hmm. a band is going to be in town. Well, it's going to be a Treasure Island Resort and Casino, which is a great place to see a concert. Anyway, Catherine and I saw, uh, you know, many things there. I've appeared on, you know, we do shows from their stage there all the time. But this is going to be something I'm pretty excited about because it... um, the last time I saw these guys was 40 years ago. I traveled with them uh, when they came to America from England a long time ago. Remember 40 years ago who came to England and I traveled with them, Catherine? No. I know who you're talking about. It's not Duran Duran. Yeah. Yep, Duran Duran. Yeah, we went and saw Duran Duran. They're still together. They're still yeah. together. I have been they st- are up for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Oh. Yep, that's exactly what I'm bringing up. Well, they're coming to Treasure Island on August 19th. I'm going to reach out to Treasure Island and, of course, Duran Duran. I, I, will, I was 30 years old the last time I saw Simon LeBon and Nick Rhodes, all my buddies. I'm going to wear my, my Duran Duran headband if I come. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But <clears throat> I literally want to basically maybe stay the night there, have a have a bunch of people come down, have a dinner at the Tado Steakhouse down there and go see Duran Duran. They were incredibly nice to deal with. Kristen here, well, you know, you've been around these kind of people. So Yeah, I've never 19- met Simon LeBon. I mean, if Great I guy. got a photo with Simon LeBon, my brother would be so jealous. That was his favorite. Okay, well, you need to come to town then. We got to do this. Ralph, you and Lindsay down. in? We're in. We could get about 10 of us and go. I, one of my favorite things of, of my entire career, and I, was, I don't know what year it was, because Hungry Like the Wolf was, was that their first big hit? I can't remember. I think so, uh, probably. It's like their, you know, their hit. Signature song. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you had more than one hit. Well, I know, you know. but that's like <laughs> their song, the one that everyone wants it. them to play every time. So I get a call from Bruce Wendell, who was my boss at Capitol Records out in the tower in Los Angeles, out there in Kristen Burt land. Um, I get a call from Bruce Wendell. He said, Tom, i got this new group coming in. They're from England, and I want you to travel with them. I said, okay, Bruce, fine. What's their name? He said, Duran Duran. I said, you mean the ruler of the world? Because that's who Duran Duran. Duran Duran was what? Was that a um, Ian Fleming character? I can't remember who Duran Duran. Yeah, I don't know was. what they're named after. Let's find out. It's, I think it's an Ian Fleming character. It is after a character from a Milo O'Shea film called Barbarella. Oh, Barbarella. That's where it's from. Okay. Oh, God's sake. Barbarella. <laughs> Wasn't that Jane Fonda, right? Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. <clears throat> so I, I pick up Duran Duran from the airport. And we're riding around, and Nick Rhodes, who was one of the nicest young men I've ever met. So cute. Said, he goes, Tom, I want a whopper. I said, what? He goes, take me to Burger King. I want a whopper. I said, <laughs> you want to go to Burger King and have a whopper? He goes, I never had one. I said, okay, we'll go to Burger King. Went to the Burger King on 66th in Richfield there, 66th Street. He took one bite. He looks at me, and he goes, Tom, take me to get some proper food. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that night, this is how cool this was. So Duran Duran was appearing on stage at a local club. Wow. In town. And I mean, maybe, maybe you could get a couple of hundred people in that room, maybe 300, something like that. But the tubes were at uh, the Northrop Auditorium. Oh, the tubes. I remember them. 
So I picked up Duran Duran and I said, Tom, take us to see the tubes. I said, oh, you want to see the tubes? So I, I put all the tubes in my, well, it was Nick Rose and, and Simon LeBon. And I think Johnny Taylor went too, but I can't remember. But I took them to see the tubes at Northrop Auditorium. And then we go backstage and uh, Fee Waybill from the tube says, Hey, Tom, would it be okay if you gave us a ride over so we could watch Duran Duran? <laughs> like, the entire day was taking Duran Duran to see the tubes and the tubes to see Duran Duran. It was one of my favorite nights of my job at Capitol Records. I really do want to, I want to reach out to Treasure Island and get this thing on the books because it's only a couple of months away now or I guess four or five It'll be months. Here but before you know it. Yeah, well. I got to get this thing on the books. I, I need I need a, some hotel rooms. I need a, a table for 10, 12 people at Tuttle Steakhouse. And I need some good tickets to see Duran Duran. We'll go backstage and say hello. Yeah, somebody get on that out there. I will fly them in. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Somebody no problem. do that. But I cannot wait to see Simon and, and Nick Rhodes particularly. One of them, no, there was Johnny Taylor. Excuse me. Um, yeah, Johnny Taylor. Roger Taylor, and Andy Taylor, but none of them were related. <laughs> That's what I love. The three Taylors were not related to one another. Um, but I, I, I'm very excited. So if you guys really want to do this, I'll get to work on it, matter of fact, this week sometime and start teeing it up. I'll, I'll call the people at Treasure Island and get this thing on the books. If you guys really do want to go, so there'll be what? There's three three of you there. I'm sure Alex, uh, Dan, uh, yeah, we get a table for ten. That'll probably do it, or twelve, maybe. What do you think? Yep. Well, mm-hmm. we might need a table for twenty once you start publicizing this. A lot of people might want to go see this. Yeah, that's a possibility. It might be a really good time. But yeah, I saw that in the, in the Star Tribune today. Duran Duran is coming to the Tre- Treasure Island Resort and Casino on August nineteenth of this year. I. I I would love to do it. I never had it. We did go to see him at the XL one year, I remember. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago. And the show was not very good. It was pretty bad. <laughs> not great. But anyway, sorry to waste your time. But if you guys have any interest, I will. Uh, we got to get a, a head count, and I'll get to work on it. We'll get her done. It'll be. We'll have a ball. I promise. Do, do, all right. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I'm like singing "Hungry Like the Wolf." I'm all, I'm all teed up. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm teed up and all ready songs. to go. I'm, yeah, I got it. I got all the songs. <clears throat> What's this new Nicolas Cage thing? That's he's in a comedy. Have you seen it? Have you heard of Nicolas it? Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. I think that's the joke. He's yeah. like retiring from acting. <laughs> he's not really, is he? Um, he just, you know, he said he's. It's so funny. He's just like really because uh, he's in this new comedy, and he just didn't want any part of it. So he's like, "Why do I have to play <laughs> myself?" Um, because the unbearable weight of massive talent. I've heard everybody's lo- loving it. Yeah, it's. I haven't seen it yet, but it's supposed to be really good. And this is sort of maybe his like comeback. I feel like he's come back like three or four times. Yeah. You know, he yeah. goes away and then comes back and then goes away. And then they're like, it's his comeback. And I'm like, mm. yeah, he came back after Wicker Man. Um, what about Pig? Pig brought him back, didn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But this is kind of like the, you know, the resurgence of like, he's officially back instead of just like a one-off. Like this oh, comedy okay, also okay. like reestablishes him, you know, in I really like him. He's making the rounds. He has a very young wife. <laughs> you know, uh, that well, for how long? a lot of stories. How many more hours is he going to be married to her? Yeah. Good question. I mean, that I boy's he's been married, what, four times? Person. Is he still uh, capable of that 
manic, insane energy that he was so famous for for a while there? Good question. Because he's, uh, I mean, he's got to be somewhat old at this point, right? Somewhat How old. How old is Nicholas that's, Cage? That's a, I, he could be anywhere from 60 to 80. I have no idea. Oh, he's 58. <laughs> he's 58. Never mind. He's, he's 58? Now, he's, wow, he's really much younger than I thought he would be. Oh, really? He's, I really like him, by the way. He's been on the Cakey Morning Show a couple times. Well, and we just watched an old show of his, uh, what was eight it, 8mm? Millimeter. Millimeter? Oh, yep. God, what a rough film to try to get through. His wife that is 27. Tough. 27? she's pregnant. And she's pregnant, so he's having another child. By Hollywood standards, that's pretty normal. Yeah, for real. That's true. That's true. I do like him, though. I I like Nicolas Cage. Always have. He's a very pleasant guy to deal with. I know. I don't know about on the set, but to interview him, he's very pleasant to deal with. You ever any problem with him, Kristen? I haven't. He's always been, you know, totally sweet. Which, you know, honestly, from an interviewer's perspective. It's a dream because honestly, yep. you, we've all had those interviews where you're like, I just need to get through this five minutes. Work with me here. <laughs> no, I understand. Now, th- th- I did get some disappointing news last week. Apparently, Tom Hardy is really hard to interview. Have you ever oh, heard no, that? I haven't interviewed Tom Hardy. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I, we'll see right there. I've not interviewed him. You haven't interviewed him. Maybe he is a little hard to interview. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so interesting, too, because sometimes it has, um, it, it depends on the day with some actors. It depends on who you are. Like, I have heard so many situations where Julia Roberts is very difficult to interview. I've interviewed her several times and had a great experience every time. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon, super challenging. Such really? A, I mean, yeah, really hard. And I was like, ugh. And the questions, because I was doing it for like a, a young mom site, my questions were very easy to answer. They were certainly not um, anything intrusive or, you know, stepping beyond any bounds that boundaries that she wouldn't want to, you know, answer. And she just was like rolling her eyes the whole time. I'm like, come on, work with me here. Softball questions for your movie that's not very good. It was the one which she did with Chelsea Handler a million years ago. Um, I don't even remember. She did a lot of bad movies there for a while. Yeah, before she had her her own resurgence. Um, I'm going to have a list. I'm going to write up a list and I'm going to run it by Kristen Burt. Why do people think these people are funny? Uh, And I got three right off the top of my head Chelsea Handler. Pete Davidson and Amy Schumer. Why does anyone? They're not funny. I love Pete Davidson. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God, get away from me! <laughs> I think there's something about him. I mean, I don't think like when I go and watch a stand-up comedy show with him. No, but I right. just think he's like such a goofball, and he's, he's goofy. He's goofy, and it makes me laugh, and it's why he gets to date, like, every hot actress in Hollywood, because they see the same thing. They're like, oh, my God, he's so goofy. Okay, great, I'll sleep with him. I mean, like, that's literally how it goes. I'm I'm, I'm positive of it. Um, I mean, the fact that, like, Jeff Bezos is sending him to space next at the end of this month, I mean, this is the thing, like... Jeff Bezos is like, how can I generate attention? Okay, great. Let me take the guy that's being talked about every single second, Pete Davidson. Let's send him up. Yeah, but I, did you ever see him on Saturday Night Live? I didn't watch him on Saturday Night Live, but I saw clips. He's not funny in the least. He, you know, he mostly is um, does like a short segment in the um, news hour, you know, like the news segment. And, and that's probably like the best place where he just kind of showcases oh, okay. himself. When they throw him in a sketch, 
it's just not it's not Pete's forte. It's it's one of those things. It's he reminds me a little bit. I I think Pete Davidson's funnier than Jimmy Fallon. But when Jimmy Fallon was very young and fresh on Saturday Night mm-hmm. Live, he had a mm-hmm. hard time like keeping. Um, a straight face through half of the sketches. And that's the same right. thing with Pete. You just don't put him in unless you absolutely need him. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon's not funny in the least either. I'm like, all those talk he show hosts. He used to be, I think. He used to be, I he think. He used to be. Yeah, he was. But these talk shows now are just dreadful. God, they're bad. Nobody watches me. Have you seen nobody their wa- numbers? I was like, nobody watches them anyway. <laughs> no, they're terrible. Their ratings are horrible. So I don't know what to don't know what to tell you about that, but yeah, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel, and you got your Stephen Colbert. I, I just all they do is bitch. They, they complain. They go on TV and complain. Johnny Carson would have never thought of doing what these people do. He was Johnny the best Carson's of all time. Rolling in his grave right now. He is of, like the late night shows. He is, and oh my God, he was so good at that whole thing. He was. It was my grandmother's favorite. I'm like, I swear she is like having Manhattans and cigarettes with him right now. (laughs) (laughs) They loved each other. She loved him so much. She would babysit me and keep me up when, back in the day when he was on for an hour and a half, she'd keep me up to like 1 a.m. My parents would be like, she's always so tired coming from your house. I'm like, yeah, because I was watching Johnny Carson. Yeah, he was unbelievable. (laughs) Johnny Carson was amazing. Yeah, and those shows, those those shows really were kind of the successor to the variety shows Mm -hmm. because they had the variety shows. Then Johnny Carson, he would have a bunch of different acts. He didn't have the dog acts too much, but he would have comedians, singers. They may or may not be performing. and then walk-ons. People would walk on. You just don't see that anymore. Oh yeah, people walk on and have a good time. Don Rickles. Was always walking on that show. No, I did. I absolutely loved the Johnny Carson show. I never got a chance to talk to him or meet him. Ed McMahon, I talked to a number of times. By the way, a very a very pleasant man. Ed McMahon was. Doc Severinsen has been in studio. Everybody but Johnny was around, but he's probably too busy getting married. Wasn't he married like five times? Yes. <laughs> Johnny, why don't you try to get along with your wife? It's just a thought. Yeah, he he liked the ones uh, with a name started with J. Oh, yeah, Joni, Jeannie, Junie. Yeah, yeah you're right. right. Another you issue are there. right. I'm looking at so, a picture of Pete Davidson. It's the one that they have on the Wikipedia page. And he's got the totic upper eyelids, you know. You know yes. I think yep. I, yeah, he looks like he's constantly high. He looks like he's got THC eyelids. That's yes, what he looks absolutely. like. <laughs> THC eyelids. He's just, just barely, barely there. So. Okay, Kristen, I need your help with this one because he was a friend of mine. Not a dear friend or anything, but he was a, more than an acquaintance, but less than a, a good friend. He was, he was a friend of mine. Bob Saget died a short time ago. As a matter of fact, Louis Anderson, Bob Saget, a bunch of people died all at once there. It was really weird, but Bob Saget is one of the nicest people I ever met in my entire life. I think that was pretty much true. He was always nice to everybody, wasn't he? I, yeah, I mean, I haven't heard a bad word about him here in Hollywood. I never nope. interviewed him, but I had a lot of friends that had worked with him or interviewed him and just had great things to say about him. Well, now they're saying and it's a good thing you're here and, and Dr. Basham's here because uh, there's a story just appeared in the news this morning. Bob Saget's death records will never be released. What's that all about? Yeah, well, what, what's the point? Why should they be? Mm. Why should they be well, released to the public? I, I had I did an article about this probably a few weeks ago. I know that the family had asked that uh, the records be sealed and that they were afraid because there is 
there are photos of his body and things like that. And because oh, there's a curiosity yeah. around the case, oh, they were concerned that <clears throat> yeah, the tabloids would get hold of them. Um, there yeah. were already several media outlets based on the, you know, the Freedom of Information Act already inquiring for the death records. Oh, and okay. Because so many people think it's foul play when they, yeah, they do. actually slipped and hit his head in the bathroom. They just didn't want to drag out their grief with the tabloids and everyone else going nuts about this. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's really too bad because, you know, Jeff Cesario, the former producer on the, uh, the uh, oh, what the hell is his name? He just died. Larry uh, Larry Sanders. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you know him at all? Do you know Jeff Cesario at all, I, Kristen? I don't. Mm-mm. Jeff's an old friend of mine as well, and I do remember the first time I ever met Bob Saget, he came in to do the show, and Jeff Cesario happened to be in that day as well. And it was this beautiful summer day, and we went out in the parking lot at KQRS, and the three of us talked for a couple of hours out there. It was it was unbelievably fun, interesting. Every time I ran into Bob Saget, he was just a great guy. That really bothers me. But So you just think, like Catherine just said, well, why should they release the records? It's nobody's business. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it's it's become, if you go through Reddit, uh, Bob Saget's death is, like, people are already dissecting it and why they <sighs> think that he was murdered, right. um, why they think, and this is the other thing, some people think that perhaps he had a woman in his room and something happened and maybe there's some type of evidence um, within those files um, or that maybe someone with drugs came in. Like there, There's so many conspiracy right. theories. I think for the family, because the death was so unexpected and obviously so sudden, they just need some peace. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, Yeah, that makes. So instead of clearing anything up or, you know, know, clearing the air, it would just make it worse. Yeah, you're right. It would make it worse. People start interpreting this stuff and and spin it on out of however they want. Yeah. And remember, everyone now is a detective because everyone watches Dateline and listens to the podcast. Everyone loves true crime. And this is what happens it takes on a life of its own. Yeah. And now we lost William Hurt, too, a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. I loved William Hurt. Terrific. Uh, broadcast news. I watched that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. It's just uh, we're losing all these really, really good people and they, the people that are coming up. I don't know. We'll see how it all works out in the end. But uh, yeah, Bob Saget, uh, I just wanted to run that by you. You know, the, the Hollywood person and the doctor and in, in, in the house and all the rest of it. So you just think it's much better for the family to do it this way. Yeah. Well, I, I, now that okay. I think and thought it through, you know, this conspiracy stuff, it just goes, like, people go nuts. Yeah, and, they do. And then, the, um, then you get the, you'll get chat groups and you'll get Facebook groups and they'll be, it's it just people wallow in this stuff. It just makes no sense. He died suddenly and it was sad and, you know, and that's it. You know, it's the way it is. And the book where they left, they said what he died from. Well, he died from that. Let's go and move on. Yeah, I suppose they got to go. Oh, somebody shot him in the back of the head or somebody hit him in the head with a club because of a drug deal. Or Yeah, you're right. It would be hideous, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, they would just have a field day. They just, I don't know. They would. <clears throat> I don't know what to tell you. Kristen, what, what do you think we're going to do with people? Do you think people will ever settle down? With, do you think they'll calm down or is this hating one another? Is this going to last forever? I think we are at the point of no return. And I wish I could say something more positive about that. But I, I, I even feel like I just dread even like the 2024 presidential 
election, you know, campaigning that comes up, we can't go back to like, okay, we're going to be civil to each other. We may not agree. We're running against each other. Right. I just right. feel like everyone has to out hate each other. Yep. Yeah. yeah it, why? You, can't, you don't mudsling. You hate sling. It's it's just entirely different kind of a, approach. It's horrible. I mean, just and then and I've said this before. I, that the last you know six, seven, eight elections have been based on hatred more than merit. Yes. I yeah. agree. Or policy. Sure. No, I agree. That is absolutely true. The whole situation. I just, I, I really wish that we could do. Everybody would just calm down. Will you relax, for Christ's sake? I don't know. But as I, what we is go back to, as long as we have social media, it's not going away. No, it's not going to go away. I just don't know the upside of. Oh, look what I did! I ruined their life. Isn't that great that I ruined them? How are you proud of yourself ruining someone's life? Really, unless you're like Hitler or something, then you can ruin his life all you want. But seriously, to destroy someone's life, their income, their family, why are you happy about that? That's weird. It is. But, but people wall, they like to wallow in hate. Yeah, they hate do. Hate and despair. They just, people walk, can't get enough of it. And it's- so I have a question for everybody on the show. I, if I did hate somebody, I don't really hate it. I, I dislike some people. There's no doubt about that. Hate, there's only maybe a couple people I would, would say that I... I don't even full-out hate them, but I'm leaning that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I just wouldn't give them the satisfaction of using up my time to go after them. I don't care what you do. Just stay away from me. Yeah, that's right? exactly right. The, 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 my, I guess the worst thing I can do is I'm, I'm apathetic to you. I could care less about right. you. Couldn't Move care on. less. I know. I don't know. Everybody just wants to, I, I was the one that brought down blah, blah, blah. Really? That's what you want to do with your life, huh? I got a great wife, great kids, great grandkids, the in-laws, got great friends, got a great job. I, I'm sorry. I'd like to complain more, but I just can't. You yeah. know what I mean? I know. No, Fortunately. Catherine's going to work on it with me. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. What the hell? All right, Kristen, you, okay, August 19th, you in? August 19th, I'm in, count me in. All right. Pencil that in. Ralphie? I'm in. Andy? Uh, maybe. (laughs) Okay, no, he's out. He's out already. I come all the way from L.A., you give me a baby? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He's got a baby. He's got got a baby baby. at home. And he was a babysitter. And he wouldn't have been born for another four years since the last time I saw those guys. Last time I saw Duran Duran was four years before Andy was even born. Whoa. Oh, wow. That's oh. a while. <laughs> Catherine goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it happens again, I'll be 110. So what does that tell you? Like, oh. yeah, Kristen, we'll, we'll try to get that done. But uh, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week, correct? Sounds good. Yep. Thanks a lot, Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to do it. Talk to you tomorrow with the family.